What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Witches of Gallery Place podcast. Brennan and Damo back on the show. It is Monday the 21st, which is also my brother's birthday. Happy birthday to my man. He turns 22 today, I believe, getting ready to graduate college in May with a degree in cybersecurity. So shout out to nice. that man and, uh, and happy birthday to you, my brother. Anyway, we got some Wizards basketball to talk about. Pretty eventful, but... Um, good week for the Wizards. They went 2-1 and one since the last time we recorded. They lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder off the buzzer beater from Shea Gildas-Alexander. And then they followed up with two victories against the Miami Heat, who were out some guys that evening. And then the Charlotte Hornets, who were also without LaMelo Ball. So we're going to get into all three of those games. Look into the games for this week, which is Thanksgiving week. And I figured we would open this up with some Thanksgiving and, and football talk. So, Damo, what do you guys usually do for uh, Thanksgiving? Do you guys host? Do you guys go somewhere? Do you guys just kind of chill? What What do you guys usually do? Man, it's year by year, man. Uh, sometimes I host here at the home at the house. Sometimes I go to my mom's. Uh, sometimes I go to my wife, my in-laws. Uh, sometimes we go to my parents, like, it, uh, you know, my extended family. It, it, it varies. Um, this year, I think we're going to, uh, we're going to go to my mom's and then over the weekend, we're going to go to my in-laws. So a little bit of, a little bit of both. Yeah. We used to go to, um, my mom's cousin's mom's place in Charlottesville, but the past few Thanksgivings or so we've been hosting and we have, uh, a lot of people in my house this year. I think my, my mom was telling me it'll be around 30 or over 30. So um, it'll be a lot of people at my house this year, but good for me. I can leave whenever I want because I live 30 minutes down the road. So if, if it gets too crammed, I'm just like, eh. And who knows? Because we also got to talk about some football because the, the Giants could irritate me. Um, Thanksgiving Day preview. Who plays? Buffalo plays who? Detroit, right? Yep. So, I mean, I think pretty easily. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to say Detroit wins that football game. I'm not going to lie. I think they win. When the last time Detroit won on Thanksgiving? The, the, this team, they're starting to get a lot better. And I'm not just saying that just because they just beat the shit out of my Giants on Sunday. But, like, the, they've won three in a row now. It seems like they're starting to find their identity a little bit under Dan Campbell. Jared Goff has been decent. Um, and the, the Bills have just – not been that great this year. Josh Allen's leading the league in turnovers, I think, right now. So I actually think I'm going to pick the Lions to win that game. Is 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 John? Uh, is is Josh Allen out? No, he's playing. I think. Yeah, I I ain't got the Lions winning that. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I just I just don't see it. <laughs> I just I can't. I don't see it, man. We'll get they, the uh, yeah. we'll get the Giants game last. Who's the other game? The third game. I forget who that third game is. Is it Atlanta and someone? I forget. Hold on, I'll look. The games didn't look that appealing to me, but let me see. Uh, oh, the um, the Titans and the Packers. Packers are the home team. Right. Right. Uh, I think, or wait, no, I'm looking at week, 
11. It should be Giants, Cowboys, Patriots, Vikings. Yeah, Patriots, Vikings is the other one. I was looking at week 11 for some reason. Um, Yeah, so Patriots, Vikings, pretty easily I'm going to take the Vikings in that one. I know that they just got blown out by the Cowboys, but even though the Patriots have been squeezing out some wins, I still think that the Vikings are a much better team than them at this point. Kirk Cousins has been pretty solid all season. Not to mention they have the best wide receiver pairing in the NFL, uh, including the best wide receiver in the NFL in Justin Jefferson. Uh, you mix it in with Dalvin Cook. Their defense has been solid. I'm going to give the Vikings a win there. Not much debate. Yeah. Yeah, Vikings got to take that one. Uh, the, the ass whooping they took on national TV like that, you gotta, you need to get right game. Patriots, they should be able to take care of that. And then – the New York football giants are going to visit the Dallas Cowboys in a game that I, I was really excited about um, prior to Sunday. And the reason I'm not excited about it at this point, it, it has nothing to do with the fact that they lost to the Lions. I think that, again, like how we talk um, in an NBA season, you'll, you'll lose games that you're supposed to win on paper and vice versa. And the Lions are a tough team, so I'm not really mad at the loss to the Lions. I'm a little irritated with the with the coaching, but I'm not going to get into that. But the injury report right now for the New York Giants is insane. I don't know if you saw or heard how many guys we lost on Sunday, but it was ridiculous. So let me tell you the guys that were already going to be out prior to the injuries that happened Sunday. We were already without – Starting right tackle, Evan Neal, the number seven overall pick from the draft. We were without Sterling Shepard, who was our starting wide receiver. And we were without Daniel Bellinger, who is someone on the Jaguars. Just like when he went to go tackle him, I don't know if you saw this. He like put his hand in his eye for some reason when he went to go make the tackle. It was accidental. I don't think it was on purpose. Um, But he had to have surgery on, on his eye socket. So... He's still going to be out a a couple more weeks or so because I think he was getting better with the double vision, but he was still seeing double vision a a couple weeks ago. So, um, Also, I think Daniel was a fourth-round pick from this year. So that's three starters off-rip right there that we weren't going to have versus Dallas this week. Then Sunday came, and Brian Dayball thought it would be a a great choice to put Adoree Jackson, who is our only – well. Fabian Morose had a really good season for us. But Dory Jackson, basically, if you ask anyone, like he's the only good corner that we had on this team. They decided to make him the punt returner. Um, and, of course, he on returning a punt, he got hurt. It's en- it ended up being an MCL sprain, so he's out four to six weeks. Um, who else got hurt looking at this list? Uh, Josh, Josh Azudu did not practice. He was a third-round pick from this year. He's our starting uh, guard. John Feliciano, our starting center, did not practice today. Uh, Richie James, who's usually our returner for specials and is one of our main wide receivers, is now out. Uh, Fabian Moreau, cornerback two, out. Uh, Tyree Phillips, who was supposed to be playing behind Evan Neal, who was already injured, is now also injured. So now we're on our third string right tackle. And Jason Pinnock, who was in our defensive back rotation, um, is out as well. Not to mention that right after our bye week, Xavier McKinney thought it would be a great idea to go ride on ATVs and suffered an injury on that that was going to put him out up to six weeks. So that's what the Giants are looking like right now. 
Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, welcome to the Ravens world, man. That's what we've been dealing with the last two years. <laughs> but, you know, you got you to gotta play through it. Like, yeah, you know, it's just, you, you got to play through it. It's football, man. Guys get hurt. And, hey, maybe, maybe Daniel Jones can earn himself an extension. Yeah, I mean, so he – Daniel, I thought, overall played a good game on Sunday, but he did throw two picks. So now he's up to four on the season, which it's still cut back a lot. Like, in terms of turnovers within QBs, like, he, he's one of the lowest you'll find. Of course, we probably don't throw the ball as much as other teams. But to be fair, if you had Saquon Barkley on your team, you'd probably run the ball a little more too, I, I, I would imagine. Um, sure, but, he, he, but he's doing his best Alex Smith impersonation. Yeah, it, it, of course, it, his legs is is what will save him because Daniel is great at um, picking up uh, yards with the ball in his hand, scrambling, uh, making guys miss in the open field. Like he's actually surprisingly pretty good with that stuff, which a lot of people don't know about him. Um, but anyway, so I'm hoping that the Cowboys just take us lightly don't have a good game plan and we're um, able to make something happen. But this will be a game for Daniel Jones to prove himself. You know, not a lot of weapons, um, offensive line banged up. Our defense is just, I mean, a lot of, of our defensive guys right now are um, injured. I mean, really the only two good players I would say right now that we have on defense with everyone injured are Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. And they make one of the, the best tandems, if not the, the best tandem two-man interior defensive lineman in the NFL. Um, but it, that's still not enough to, to stop an entire offense. So we'll need to get some help from the DBs, whoever they have to play. Um, right now it's looking like it's going to be Rodarius Williams. And I'm not sure who the other corner is going to be. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you are already like, who the hell's Rodarius Williams? Um, so exactly, and that's my point. So it's not looking good right now for the Giants, but you know they've overachieved this year. Uh, but but it's not a good schedule remaining. We still got to play Washington twice, who now all of a sudden decided they wanted to be good. Uh, we still got to play the Eagles twice, the Colts, and the Vikings. So it's not an easy schedule the rest of the way for the Giants. I still think they're going to be a wild card team, um, just because I don't see how they lose every game the rest of the season. But I. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they only win like two more games. So, um, Damn, two? yeah. Damn. Like maybe the Colts and then hopefully they split with Washington. And that's kind of the best case scenario for me at this point. Cause wow. we're not beating Philly. Like me and my friends were going to go to the Philly game. And then we were like, nah, just kind of this is everything that's yeah, happened lately. So at seven and three now, you have them finishing at two and was that two and six? Two and yeah, like if they were nine and eight or ten and seven, that wouldn't surprise me. Interesting. Okay. We shall I mean, there's, see. A lot, there's a lot of Giants fans right now that think there's a good chance that we lose out, and to be honest, I don't blame them. So, um, wow. I mean, dude, it's it's astronomically awful, the injuries that we have. And thank yeah. God that the Giants decided they're going to replace the turf at MetLife next year because it, it's about time because too many people get injured on that damn field. So thank God for that. Anyway, to some Wizards basketball to recap the week. Thanks, everyone, for bearing with me on my rant.
Um, we did lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and we talked about this on the Twitter space, so we don't have to spend too much time on this. But it wasn't a game that I was particularly like mad at. Like I thought that we played okay for the most part. Um, and the Thunder have some decent pieces that can hurt you, you know. So again, it's the NBA. There's not just a a team that is full of you know trash players per se. I mean, if if you're not up to your stuff and or they're uh, on a good shooting night, anyone can beat you. And so um, they were able to keep up. The Wizards kept letting them back in the game. And then uh, I really felt like Wes Unso Jr. let them down in the end when they decided to put Monte Morris on Shea Gildas Alexander. There really isn't much more to talk about with that. I mean, it was pretty much just bad coaching for me. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm 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 still mad about this. And I, I, I kind of ranted about it at nauseum on the, on the space, but... Yeah, you're, I feel like your coach, the the coach let them down with that one. The, the game was won with the Bills step back midi over uh, Lou Dort. And then the game was lost because the coach decided to put a 6-2 defensive liability on a 30-point-per-game six, six foot 6'6 six guard. So, yeah, that was it. Uh, Chris stops Porzingis in that game, 27-9-4, from three. Um, Kyle Kuzma, almost a triple-double, 18 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. So, good output from him. And then Bradley Beal, 25-6-6. So, those are the type of games that, like, from a big three that you want to see on a consistent basis if you want to be good. And I know that they lost that game, which, which, again, like, if you look at those numbers, you're like, oh, the Wizards probably won by, like, 15 points. Nope. So um, hopefully the, the coaching gets ironed out because, again, even though we're squeezing out some wins lately, um, the, the, the coaching for me is the left a lot to be desired. So um, moving on to the, the next game, the Heat game, Kristaps Porzingis, 20 points, uh, 17 rebounds, five assists. Bradley Beal, 27, eight assists, two rebounds. Kyle Kuzma, 21 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Again, another game where you're like, all right, like this is the big three that we need to see. And again, you look at that and you say the Wizards win by 10, 15 points, especially when you consider who the Heat were without. And nope, uh, they had to go to overtime to win by a point. So not good. And I know that a lot of Wizards Twitter was not the happiest after that game despite the win. And I didn't watch it, so I was hoping you could explain a little bit why maybe fans weren't as happy after that victory. Yeah, so, I mean, it was it was piss-poor defensive effort in the first half. I mean, they gave up almost 70 points to Kyle Lowry and, and, and six G-leavers in the first half. Like, I mean, it was, it was just poor defense. Um, and then the second half, they clamped down on defense, but they just could not hit the side of a fucking bar like they just were missing everything i felt like they you know the heat went to a zone and kind of dared them to shoot threes but even ones that were great looks wide open they were just missing them like there was one point like kuzma had a wide open corner three and hit the side of the backboard um i mean the whole arena kind of just gasped like it was almost disbelief that that even happened but it was just one of those type of shooting nights for the for the for the wizards like it was a bad shooting night and thankfully, their defense in the second half, namely, you know, KP, Taj Gibson, um, you know, those guys kind of stepped up and and they were able to hold them to, I believe, like 39 points in the whole second half in overtime. 
So that's how they won, but it it was it was not pretty at all offensively. I'm looking right now at the guys that were not playing. Tyler Hero did not play. Bam Adebayo did not play. Victor Oladipo did not play. Duncan Robinson did not play. Jimmy Butler uh, did not play, and that's anyone. Or and Gabe Vincent also did not play. And we only managed to win that game by one point in overtime. That is atrocious. Kyle Lowry triple double too. God damn. Shout out Max yeah. Drews. I, I love Max Drews, by the way. But only three of fourteen from three. He, yeah, his, Lowry's box score looks looked a lot better than what his actual game was because he was he was missing a lot. Um, yeah, see, eight of twenty three, not good. Yeah, he was he was missing a lot. Like you know, like I said, most of that was the second half because, like I said, they had damn near seventy points in the first half, so they were killing us in the first half. And in the second half, they just they were missing everything. You know, the Wizards just got got after it more so, got more physical, like, because cause Gafford was in there just being goofy, and then as soon as they put Taj Gibson in, they gave them some kind of, some physicality at the rim, um, some de- some some defensive rebounding presence, and that kind of locked lock things up for the Heat, because they just, they were getting to the rim whenever they wanted and getting free throws. Like, they outshot the Wizards on the free throw line by a lot, but... Once Taj got in there, it was the the game changed, and then Kispert started making threes, um, and and that changed the game because it was really only Kispert and Bill that made threes. Everybody else was a brick. Uh, moving on to the last game before we get into some topics and the games for this week, uh, Wizards Hornets ended up winning that game by four. Lamelo Ball again did not play. Um, Corey Kispert, 14 and six rebounds off the bench. KP, 12, um, eight rebounds, two assists. I know that he was not shooting the ball well that game. I know that a lot of people were complaining about it. Obviously visible if you're watching the game. Denny Avdia, 12 points, 13 rebounds. Um, I guess a solid game for him. Kyle Kuzma, 28, 10 and five. Bradley Beal, 26, four and five. So pretty good game from those two, but I guess they weren't getting much help from anyone else relatively speaking so but always good again and people were saying this too and i kind of agree like these are games that we usually might blow so at least they're they're winning these games right like i guess we can't be too greedy with this kind of stuff yeah i mean we can't you know we we complain when they lose these types of games but then we go and also complain when they win these types of games (laughs) so like you know, I, a win is a win to me, man. I, I take it, um, you know, but I, I feel like on the whole, just taking a step back and just viewing the, the team objectively, I feel like they have they have some good things to build off of, but they also have, have some glaring hole, roster holes that I don't think are going to just fix themselves. Like Tommy's going to have to go out and actually make a move to address them. Uh, moving on to some interesting topics. So you tweeted, who is the Wizards' fourth best player right now? And I put mine. I said that it's Corey Kispert. But who, to, in your opinion, is the fourth best player right now? That, that's currently healthy or just like or, – or, In general. Or just in general. Just in general. I, I think it's Kispert, man. I really do. Oh, man. I ugh. This, I mean, I feel like it's multiple answers here, which goes to tell you how, yeah. It could be how, a good thing and a bad thing, though, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. 
Pacers know who their fourth best player is. Uh, I'm going to go with DeLon Wright. Okay. I'm going to go with DeLon Wright because I just think his defensive impact, his, his, his point of attack defense is just, is just crazy. Like he just dis- disrupts so much uh, of opponents offense, man. Like I'm going to have to go with him. But right, I can understand I, people saying Kispert because that he would probably be my number two choice. Um, but yeah, I'll have to go with Delon. And see, so that's the top five players right now, and then the top five is not Denny Avdia or Rui Hachimura. And actually, I have a more interesting question for you that you have to be honest about. Who do you think is better, Denny Avdia or Jordan Goodwin? Oh, see why you trying to see? See you going? You going to try to have a Denny Hive after me, man? I mean, I'll uh, say it right now. It's Jordan Goodwin. I'll say it. I don't care. He's better than Rui too. I mean, that's just how I'm looking at it. Like, I think he's better. Oh, see, uh, mm, like right now, today, like who's more? Who who's providing more to the Wizards? I, I can't even. I can't even deny that, bro. I can't even deny. I can't even. But it's like. But it's like. All right. But they're still. They're not finished products. So it's like part of me is looking at them. You know, Denny and Rui at age at age twenty seven in their prime versus Jordan Goodwin at age twenty seven. Like I feel like that's that's a different answer. But right now today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good one. And that's crazy because he was undrafted. Right. So I guess this is one of the rare situations where you can actually give the, the Wizards credit for developing someone. And the the point wasn't to to tear down Denny or Rui or anything like that. Like, they've, they've – look, those guys at this point are what they are. And I know that Denny's still a little bit young, but – each offseason with him, we keep saying he's going to get this, he's going to get that, he's going to be able to shoot the ball better. And each season, we just end up getting the same results. So until I see, like, significant improvement from him in anything, to me, then he just kind of is what he is. Um, and the same thing with Rui. And, look, I both that they're both really skilled. I think that they both could really contribute to some team. I just don't think that it's this one. And um, I think that Jordan Goodwin right now is providing – something that this team desperately needed in the rotation, especially with DeLon Wright being out. And I think that he's found his niche with this team. Um, and he's just producing overall more. I mean, you can look at the box score without even having to watch the games with the assists, with the rebounds, his points, and, yeah. and just his defensive presence. Like, overall, he's just been a better basketball player. And, again, it's not to tear down anyone else. It's a credit to, to Jordan and for the – the go-go and the Wizards for developing the guy because this is what we're looking for. We're, we're looking for guys that you can get in your program that are undrafted or second round and turn them into being something useful in the rotation. We're not asking you to turn them into all-stars or anything like that, or hell, not even starters. But can they be guys that you can put on your rotation that you can count on that you know aren't going to screw you over in the process? And right now, Jordan Goodwin's been just that, if not a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, man, because, you know, we've talked about this a lot, like top 10 picks, you know, for me personally, I expect top 10 picks to 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 be guys with with star upside at bare minimum to be starters. And, you know, the fact that we're in year three, year four with two of our guys and 
you know, they're kind of like yeah, they're they're bench players, and you know, it's nothing wrong with that. They're not busts, but you know, Corey Kispert looks like the most like surefire thing out of them, and he was you know he was seen as this low floor, you know, low high floor, low ceiling player, but he looks. He looks like he could contribute to just about every playoff team yeah. right now today. Um, yeah. but, you know, with his ability off the ball and shooting and cutting and just making reads and solid defense. Like, that's what every team looks for in a wing, you know, to varying degrees. But that is the basis of what you look for in a wing to do. So, um, and then Goodwin with his defense and his ability, he's shooting the ball well. Like, I didn't know he could shoot it. At all, uh, that was not a thing that I uh, that I remember him having, you know, playing with the go go, you know, his consistency shooting the three ball. But he's making threes and he's getting deflections, he's getting to the rim and making reads out of the out of driving kick, like pick and roll, like he's been bumping, man. So yeah, credit to them developing, you know, certain habits and and that system they're running with the go go. Shoot, they run a better offense than the Wizards do, honestly. Um, but yeah, he's good one's been balling, man. He's he's really he's really low lessened the blow of DeLon Wright being injured. Last topic before we get to our games for this week and then we'll call it an episode. I want you to put together a package for Jake Crowder with uh for me that doesn't involve trading Kyle Kuzma. Oh man. Uh well actually but before we even get to that. Would you trade Kyle Kuzma for Jake Crowder in a first-round pick, yes or no? I think I need a little more than that. So what if they gave you an unprotected in 23 and then a protected, uh, like a lottery protected in a later draft? I think I tweeted that out, actually. I think, and I said that I would do that, but would you do that? Uh, I would uh, not if the Wizards are winning. I I would have to I, right. I, like if if we get to the game forty mark and you know we're like five six you know ten games under five hundred, I do that deal. Sure. But if we get to the forty game mark and you know the big three is balling, they're sitting there as a top six seed. I'm not doing that deal. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, I would rather rebuild. So, so to me, I'm like, I would do that deal now for me personally, but it would also have to come with the idea of, okay, we're going to try and find a home for Brad and KP then. Um, again, that's just kind of my stance. Again, I, I'm not sure. Like, I just don't think that the ceiling is going to be that high with this team for multiple reasons. And some of it is not the players, and it's not necessarily those three guys' fault. It's just long-term coaching, general manager i'm just not sure they're going to put together a good enough team to to warrant like looking back in hindsight keeping them together for as long as they did because i'll tell you what right now for kuzma and kp their value is about as high as it's going to get so if, if if you pull the plug now like we're talking two first round picks for porzingis that that's what the asking price would be and if a team doesn't want to meet that well then you're not getting it but to me, that's what his value is at right now because of the way that he's playing and he's been healthy. Kuzma. And, and, it'll, I mean, and it'll be even higher if he keeps this production for another 20 games, you know? Right. And the same with Kuzma. Like, yeah, it would, be, it, would, it would get crazy. It would definitely get crazy. Like, 
you could talk about coming out with three or four first round picks for those guys. Combined, and that's I mean. before trading Bradley Beal, which you know that teams are always right. still going to be interested in. Right. So, right. so you talk about yeah, a situation where you can come out with six or seven first round picks moving all of those guys and you know that would give you a treasure treasure trove of assets to go into a rebuild with. Just saying. Just saying. That again, that that's what I would do. But again, uh, anyway, so the the report was that the Wizards were interested in Jay Crowder, but that they wouldn't be interested in parting with Kyle Kuzma and the deal. So if you were looking at that, what do you think that the Wizards could put together in a package to acquire Jay Crowder services? Would it be maybe Denny Gafford for Crowder in a in a lottery protected pick or something like that? Like what what are what do you think be, would be a good deal? Yeah, so I, I think it would be one of these three players or a combo. Um Gafford, uh Barton. Right, Barton of course. Or Rui. Okay. Yeah, one of those three or combination, um, you know, maybe you, you some other small compensation. Denny. No, no, I wouldn't put Denny in that. Mm-mm. No, they really need a power forward. So I mean, they, they they're gonna want. I mean, like you said, Rui, I, I could definitely see being in that deal for sure. But that's the reason I would think that maybe, like, why wouldn't you put Denny in that deal? Are you saying that maybe the Suns wouldn't want him, or from the Wizards side, you're not putting him in that deal? Yeah, from the Wizards side, you don't put, yeah, you you don't put him in that deal. Uh, I, I think he's too valuable to your your perimeter defense. Um, sure. I, I, you don't, yeah, you don't put him in that deal, especially too. He has this year and a whole nother year left on his rookie contract. Yeah, you don't put him in that deal. Rui, it only it only makes sense with Rui because you got to make a decision on Rui. And I think at this point with Kuzma here, I think the, I think we already know they believe in Kuzma as a part of this big three. So I that think, in yeah. its that in itself means you've already made the decision on Rui. So, to me, he's kind of like the odd man out, and I could easily see them say, "Hey, well, let's get some some vet help." Say maybe if they're giving us a, they're giving us a, they're giving us Crowder in a high in a second, or maybe Crowder in a in a highly protected first, that we do it. So, what would your official offer be? You're calling James Jones on the phone. You're saying, "Hey, I know that Jay Crowder's available." I know that you're really looking for a power forward, so here's what I can offer you. Like, what would your first offer be for him? I think the first, I would probably offer, I'm trying to be realistic here, because I'm like, ideally, I would want to give them Barton, but they don't need Barton. Um, Right. It would probably be, based on what they need, a power forward, it would probably be, Rui and maybe a, a a pick swap or or a second round pick for Crowder, something like that, some along those lines. Um, but it wouldn't be a lot because I don't know how much value Crowder has at his age, and then he hasn't played at all this year. Since we're just having fun and playing hypothetical here, I'm going to throw a curveball at you since I'm playing James Jones. Say, you know, 
Well, we're interested in trying to move DeAndre Ayton to another team at some point, so we're really looking for a center. Could you give us Daniel Gafford? What would you want back? So if it was Rui and Daniel Gafford for Crowder and, like, maybe a second or something, what else would you need in that package for for the Wizards to, to go ahead and do that deal? Or, or is that not a deal you would do at all? Um... So, so we're trying to. So we're we're putting Rui and Gafford on the table for Crowder, and then maybe something else. I would have to look and see. I mean, would they I, give me? Would the, can they give me Cameron Payne? Can I get? I mean, Payne I'd rather. Because he's been balling the last couple games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... like I'm, I'm, I'm looking here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. You got me looking at their roster now. I'm like, uh. I'll see what but they then got. it's like, then what do you do with Monte and Wright and Goodwin? It just becomes a mess. Well, and you I, know I, what? The, the bullshit that I know what happened is campaign would get here and four games in would be bitching he's too small. Probably. And then he, he'll forget how to shoot. Probably. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, so like, maybe they throw Tory Craig up in there. I don't know. But I, I would be intrigued because I think I, we we definitely need a point guard. Like I, Monte Morris is just not not cutting it. So if they could, if they could maybe if you could get a point guard, and you giving up two guys that you probably don't see long term in your future, you know, it's worth a gamble. The thing is, I really like just looking around the league. I don't know who that point guard is that we could acquire. Like, Mike Conley literally might be the only option because I don't see how else you would be able to get another point guard in here just because they were either just acquired by the by another team or they have too big of a cap number or something else. But literally, Mike Conley to me right now is the only guy. I can't think of anyone else. If we're talking about filling the starting point guard with the – a starting caliber player. Yeah, the the only two that seem like like gettable to me are Mike Conley and then Terry Rozier. Sure. Um, after that, I think you're kind of grasping for straws, um, because they're we if they're too good, we don't really have the assets to get them unless we're giving up one of the big three, and then. You know, the, the the marginal guys that may be available, it's like, what's the point? You know, you, you already have, you know, you already have marginal guys and it's not working. So, you know, I, yeah, I really think those are really the only two. Here's an interesting one. Um, Mike Conley and Jared Vanderbilt for... Rui, Will Barton, and Daniel Gafford. Yes or no? No picks involved. Mike Conley, Mike Conley and Vanderbilt for who? Rui, um, Gafford, and Will Barton. Oh, done. Easily. I'm driving them to the airport. <laughs> With the quickness. Yeah. I think With the quickness. Too. I love Vanderbilt. Like you like, immediately, I think you would get it. I think you would immediately get three, four games better if you make that deal. 
think about it. But like Vanderbilt is the perfect type of player to put next to KP. You can move Kuzma up to point, have him doing his thing, and you can play big on the wing with – or, well, not big on the wing, but you can go Beal and Kispert there with Kuzma kind of running the offense with Vanderbilt and Porzingis. I would love that. I'd be, or well, I guess in this case, Mike Conley would be your starter. Um, but yeah. anyway, that I'd, I'd love that. I'd, I'd be all for that. So, yeah, I, I drive all of them to the airport for that deal. I just don't see Utah doing it. I think it's it's early, man. So like we we're not at twenty games yet. So you know, teams still still fighting the, for playoff spots to to get in. You know, play in playoffs. I think once we get closer to the to that trade deadline, we'll really know where teams stand, and then maybe yeah. some more options will, will open up, and we'll see what what teams are really ready to to part with. Uh, games for this week, we play Miami twice, which is they gave us three out of four games against the Heat. Uh, both these games are at Miami, and then on Sunday we are at Boston. I am going to say that we split with Miami and then lose against Boston. So I got the Wizards going one and two this week. Exactly where I got them at, too, man. Split Miami, and then they definitely lose in the Celtics, too, who are rolling. Yeah. Well, all right. I think that's going to do it for us today. Anything else? Uh, No. That's all I got. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you aren't subscribed, please make sure that you are. Leave us a kind review and rate us five stars. But that's going to be it for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.